Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Legit crip walking on the city. Right. So (laughs) what's up? What's going on? Welcome back to your favorite podcast in the world, DX Daily, the podcast that's brought to you by the people at Hip Hop DX, the place where we keep you up to date on everything that happens in hip hop music culture. I am one of your lovely hosts, Snoop Dogg fan, Dr. Dre fan, Mary J. Blige fan, Eminem fan, Kendrick Lamar fan, 50 Cent fan, Asia Sky. And I'm your other host, and everybody, she just said, I'm a fan too. I'm a dub. <laughs> it is Monday, brand new week, man, and it's Valentine's Day. It's still Black History Month. The Super Bowl went down last night. I just feel like it's so much rolled into one, so you know we got to get into all of it. We got to talk about that epic halftime show. But first, we have to ask that you follow the podcast. Podcast. You know, it's Valentine's Day, so why don't you show us some love and follow and subscribe to us? Please and thank you. We appreciate it. Now let's go ahead and jump in. So first off, you know, it is Lover's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Do you have um, Valentine's Day plans today? Got anything special planned? Every Valentine's Day, if I don't have a man, it's always chicken wings and uh, wine and just chilling at the crib. So there is no man. So again, we're doing chicken wings and wine at the crib this year. You can never go wrong with that. You can never <laughs> go wrong with that. When things are going wrong, chicken wings will go right. That That is the motto. So, you know, I think that's a perfect plan. That's a perfect layout. As far as me... I don't have to work at least one of my jobs today. So, you know, I might could get a little nap in after we record the podcast this morning. So, you know, things are looking up on that note. Then at 12, I'm thinking about copying some art. The artist Cause, he's releasing some um, new figures today, some new vinyl figures. So I'm Mm. trying to see if I can catch a W, copping these Cause companions, do some more work for Hip Hop DX, and around eight-ish, maybe I might let the guy that want to take me out take me out. If I'm feeling generous. Right. If I'm I'm feeling generous, you know. (laughs) So yeah, that's what my Valentine's Day is looking like. Podcasting, spending money, and uh, possibly going out later on. So we'll see. We'll see what happens to be continued tomorrow. (laughs) But you know, every year, like we got to select our Valentine's Day song. Like there's a Valentine's Day song for every single year. Last Mm -hmm. year, we did like a whole playlist for you, but I think we can give them one song this year. What's your Valentine's Day song this year? And we can do new or old, right? Or like one that came out this year. What um, you want to do? And we can we can leave it open. So if you want to do an old one, you can do an old one. If you want to do something new, you can do something new. I think I'm going to go old this year. And I think my Valentine's Day song, like in the moment today, I'm feeling LL Cool J's I Need Love. That's how I'm feeling. Okay, okay. 
We're gonna yeah. we're gonna do a game show for you for you on DX Daily for the love of A Dub and you know see mm-hmm. see who these eligible bachelors are out here that that want to give you the world. Okay. Yeah, we gotta do that. What's your what's your Valentine's Day song? My Valentine's Day song this year is actually something new, man. I've been loving this song lately. We play it at work at the radio station all the time. I just love this song, LMA DMFU. Like that mm. song right there. Just first of all, LMA don't miss on the R and B. Like when she gets in that specific type of R and B bag, I feel like that's why she does it every single time because that formula just works for her. That just deep emotional, um, vulnerable type of R and B, sticking to the classic R and B sound. Like I feel like LMA wins with that every time. But the song is just basically like, look, you got this opportunity. Don't don't mess it up. Don't don't lack, okay? Don't lack. You are in a privileged position. And mm-hmm. I agree with that 100%. Like, don't don't F me up. That's it. Period. Point blank and period. There's no more to say after that. So my Valentine's Day song is LMA DMFU. Yeah, so go ahead and add those two songs on your playlist for <laughs> Valentine's Day and, you know, get hip to it. We got you covered, man. I also got a, a anti-Valentine's Day playlist, though, just, you know, for all the, the single people out there. Like, you know, because just because I'm going out with somebody or might be going out with somebody this Valentine's Day, that don't mean I'm not still single out here, you know? So <laughs> for, for tomorrow, we got y'all with the anti-Valentine's Day playlist. Just wait on it, okay? But now let's get to the main event, the thing we were all tuned into last night, the Super Bowl. The Bengals faced off against the Rams, and I wasn't paying too much attention to the football playing part of it. (laughs) I actually uh, woke up around 7.30. That's when I set my alarm so I could be up in time for the halftime show for my nap. And I woke up, made good time, watched a little bit of the game. Um, I think I tuned in around the time Odell got hurt, actually. Like, uh, that's oh. that's when I clocked in. And um, seeing it from there, I was just like, yo, what are the Rams doing, man? Like, y'all have a lead right now, but y'all really not doing too hot. I don't know what's going on. So I woke up to that, um, watched a little bit of the game. But really, I was there for the halftime show. Yeah, I think a lot of people were, too. I mean, the game was cool. It, the the air I called, you know, I'm here for the concert, and the game just happened to be in between. But... uh <laughs> Everybody's talking about that halftime show when it came on because uh, a lot went down. There was a lot going on visually, a lot of people on the field, a lot of performance aspects. So do we want to break it down or yeah. do you want to just? Yeah, OK. Yeah, let's break it down, man. Dr. Dre and Snoop are the first people that we see. Mm-hmm. Now, there's this amazing set right there. So we got to shine some light on that. You know, I always got to give light to the unsung heroes in these situations because that set that they popped up on was amazing. Like, it was clean. It was super modern looking, yet it still had classic aspects of L.A., like the lowriders they had out front and things of that nature. So the set was popping. Snoop Dogg and um, Dr. Dre are the first people we see. When I saw that outfit that Snoop Dogg had on, that all blue bandana outfit, I said, oh, we in for a time because <laughs> Snoop is not playing no games with us. He's he's letting us know his roots. He's letting us know what he comes from. He's being who he is, like, off rip. So I saw that, and I'm already just like, okay, this is about to be fire. Yeah, they kind of performed on top of the, I guess, stage or stature that was out there and you can see they have there's you can see they still had their chemistry together and things like that so them together perfect and I think after them 
it went into who came next? Wait, wait. Before we move on, though, can we get into Snoop Dogg crip walking real quick, like oh, yeah. at the Super Bowl? Can we get into that? Like, I just felt like Snoop just kept it so true to the roots, like to so loyal to the soil. Um, they sounded good. Like Dre and Snoop, their their voices exuded power. Like Dre just looked like he freshly um, smoked about two blunts before he got on stage. Like eyes red. It just yep. was very California. It was very classic hip hop. Like Dre and Snoop, they they really did that with their coming out together, coming out strong together like that. And then after them, was it Mary? I don't know if it's Fifty Cent or Mary because Fifty Cent was the special guest. So I can't tell who came next, but one of them for sure. Okay, so we're going to go to Mary after Dre and Snoop because when Auntie came out with the sparkling hat, with the sparkling leotard, with the sparkling boots all matching, I said, wow, what a superstar, what a legend, mm-hmm. what an icon. When Mary came out in that in that sparkling, shimmering fit, like truly shining like the queen she is. So that was one off rip. Um, she did Family Affair. We knew she was going to do Family Affair. Like, that was expected. Dr. Dre produced it. Uh, mm-hmm. And it sounded great. Like, she she raised the energy level. But then when she went into No More Drama, I said, hold up now. Hold up. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. Like, she really threw me for a loop on that one when she went into No More Drama. That one really, really got me. I got a little emotional. I did because I was like, yo, Mary is really a legend. Like, Mary really opened the doors for for people that were on that stage. So, I I just, it was a very emotional moment in my household because I am a Mary stan. I'm an Auntie Monet stan. Like, every episode of Power, you never hear me stop yapping about it. So, seeing Mary on that stage really, really hit me. Right. I think the biggest thing about Mary's performance is after she did her songs, like she legit fell to the ground. Like she gave her all her performance. She fell on her back. Like that's how you ended her performance. (laughs) Uh, She gave her all during that thing. It was good to see. You could feel it, man. You could feel it through the screen. Like you could tell the words she was singing. She was really feeling that in that moment. And it brought all that back on stage and it brought that back to when you heard that song, when you heard No More More Drama and just things going on in your life. Like, yeah, Mary's performance, A1. Then we have 50 pop out. I said, okay, it's a power reunion up here. (laughs) 50 popped out from the ceiling. He gave us um, early 2000s, circa Get Rich or Die Trying era vibes. He came down, hanging upside down. I said, wow. The dedication to nostalgia tonight is just so crazy. Like, that really, really took me back. He had on the G-Unit tank top. I said, let's go, 50. You you better be committed because ain't no way. <laughs> ain't no way they would have had me looking looking crazy hanging upside down like that. Mm-mm. Yeah, that uh, whatever was holding him had to be super strong because he's big now. Like, he has a lot of weight. He was not that big during In the Club when he first did that in the music video. So <laughs> then to do that now on that stage platform, it had to be very secure. So you want right. to catch me doing it but 50 cent he still got it and i see y'all see y'all social media body shaming 50 50 has a good body for his age he really does because a lot of that a lot of that weight is muscle it he's big but a lot of it is muscle but um i'm sure he could take it he trolls everyone on social media and i seen him reposting some of the stuff too laughing about it so um i'm sure 50 cent is fine but yeah either way in the club that was dope that was a dope little surprise sprinkled in because he wasn't advertised on the lineup and i know that Mm -hmm. there was rumors swirling around that he would come out but to see it really happen and for him to do it in that way fire fire then we had kendrick 
Now, Kendrick surprised me, too. Now, it's crazy because I think Mary went right into Kendrick. We might have been, we might have gone a little bit out of order. So I think it was Mary and then Kendrick because when Kendrick came on screen, I was still crying for Mary. But then when I heard Kendrick doing Mad City, I had to start standing up on my couch because I'm like, yo, it's no way Kendrick got on the Super Bowl stage and is doing Mad City as his first song. Like, that was just a crazy moment to me because that it really kind of describes that it, it describes growing up in Compton or in that area of L.A. So for Kendrick to open up with that song on the stage with L.A. legends like Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg uh, was just really very much a moment, especially with the L.A. Rams being the team that's playing like all of that together combined with the fact like yo Kendrick is really performing Mad City on a international stage on the biggest stage in America like it just it, it had me so hype I had to stand up on the couch and jump on the couch um I'm sure my downstairs neighbors probably wasn't too appreciative of that but I had to they had to understand that one right I feel like when the Super Bowl is on everybody can be as loud as they want you shouldn't complain to nobody like you should already know what it is <laughs> yeah so Kendrick um did Mad City and he also did all right and I was loving All Right, too. Like, I love the the all black that they gave us during the performance. Um, Kendrick's energy was through the roof. Like, he probably had the most energy. Kendrick and Mary, I'm thinking, had the most energy. But mm-hmm. um, when Kendrick did All Right, I thought it was interesting because I feel like some, some many different political statements were being made throughout the night. Like, we'll get to Eminem kneeling. We'll get to Dr. Dre and what he said about the police. Um, but... Kendrick Lamar's song, all right, you know he has that line in there where he goes, you know, we hate Popo, want to kill us dead in the street for show. And he didn't Mm. say that line. And shout out to Van Lathan. He said, I'm super let down that the most revolutionary line in All Right got neutered for the NFL. I mean, I get it, but that record means a lot to me slash us. Just super bad vibes. And Mm. it's crazy because I was really loving the Kendrick Lamar performance. But then I read that and I was just like, wow, like that one slid by me because I I didn't even realize in all my excitement and standing on my couch that Kendrick didn't say that part. He kind of bleeped that part out. So, hmm, what do what do we feel about that? Should Kendrick have not said it? Did he do the right thing or should he have said that line? Like I was I'm kind of torn there. Uh, I'm kind of torn, too, because I mean, and when we when we bring up the Eminem thing about him kneeling, when we talk about that, I guess he was Eminem was told not to kneel and he did. So I wondered if Kendrick, if they had told him not to say that or maybe yeah. did he feel like not even bringing it up? I don't know, but I, I've missed that, too. So I didn't know that. Um, so shout out to Van Lathan for pointing that out because I missed it, too. Yeah, I have to say or I have to assume rather that the NFL is the one who told Kendrick not to say that because um, they told allegedly, well, sources say whatever that they told Dr. Dre not to say his police line either. And I I feel that's, that's very interesting that they would uh, restrict against that. That's, that's very, that's telling. That's a little bit telling, but I do like the fact that Eminem and Dre, you know, chose chose to rebel against that and just say, Hey, like, you know, we're going to do it for the culture. Like this is the music. This is the art form. This is how we speak. Like, let's let's say what it is and let's get the messages across. So 
I don't know if I if I had to give an answer, I would say Kendrick should have said that. We we look to Kendrick for for statements like that. Um, Kendrick gives those statement piece performances, so I feel like him saying that line and even putting in emphasis, like I said, I feel like he should have said it and let the beat drop and and pause for a minute and then kept going. If you ask me, so um, I would have I would have liked to hear Kendrick just say the line like since. That is what he said in the song, and that's obviously how he feels. So, yeah, I don't know. I think he should have said it. But nonetheless, I did like the performance. Um, Now let's jump into Eminem because that was fire as well. Like even the segue between Kendrick um, saying, you know, people must have forgot about Dre, and then it goes into a little bit of forgot about Dre, and that's when Eminem comes out. And then from there, it just gets even more lit. Yeah, so he comes out to that song, and then he also performs Lose Yourself. So, you know, that's the biggest song from 8 Mile. Mm-hmm. And a, lot, a, long, a song that everybody knows. Everybody gets hyped to it when it comes on. So he had that going. Um, and also, he had Anderson Pack was on the drums during his set, oh, which yeah. is signed to Aftermath. So Yeah, that was a, a cute moment, too. I was like, oh, look at Anderson over there. That that was dope. That was a dope little sprinkle on. I love mm-hmm. I love the sprinkle ons, like just those little elements that take it over the top. So that was fire. Um, I think Eminem did great during his performance. I saw he had on them custom Jordans. I was like, OK, yeah. Em, you better come out. You better give us style. Um, yeah, no, M- Eminem did good. He really did. He did. Yeah, and all of them came up on that top stage and okay. kind of just, I guess, kind of finished rocking out together type thing. Got it, got it. Yeah, so mm-hmm. after Eminem did his solo solo set, that's when I feel like the height of the entire thing came because that's when we heard this. <laughs> This is when I thought the Tupac hologram was about to come out because, you know, it's a little bit of I ain't mad at you. But at this point, Eminem is on his knee kneeling. Dr. Dre's on the piano playing um, Tupac song slash, you know, Backstreet's Blackstreet song if we want to go there. But, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's I ain't mad at you. And I was like, OK, well, Tupac's about to Tupac hologram is about to come out like they already did California Love. Now they about to do I Ain't Mad At You. The Tupac hologram is definitely coming. But mm-hmm. at, at this point in time, Eminem is still on his knee kneeling. The crowd is going crazy. And I just loved that Eminem took that moment to do that, especially if what's tr- what, um, especially if what they said is true about the NFL telling him not to do it. I love that he just said, nah, forget it. I'm going to take this stand. Like, I'm going to rep Kaepernick real quick. I don't, I don't really rock with what's going on. I, You know, I stand for justice. Like, I like that Eminem took that moment. He got major cool points for that from me. Yeah, same here. When I saw him do that, I was just like, you know, Eminem was in his moment. He, you know, did the respect. He kneeled. I liked it. Eminem gonna make a statement too, regardless. So I kind of like that he kept with what we've known Eminem to be known for, like making statements. Yep. So then Dre continues on the piano, and you know that's when he goes into this vibe. And you know that's what everybody was waiting for. All the people come out in the dicky suits. I see you still doing So far, everybody on your feet, make some noise for Dr. Dre. It's still Dre, Dre. 
of I can keep it home a lot. Cause when I frequent the spots that I've known to rock, you hear the bass from the truck when I'm on the block. Ladies, they pay homage, but haters say Dre fell off. Our homie, the last album was the chronic. They wanna know if he still got it. They say rap change. They wanna know how I feel about it. You know, uh, underrated um, element of this Steel Dre performance is the crip walk choreography that we get from all the guys in the dicky suits. Like, another thing mm-hmm. that was sprinkled on that was just really chef's kiss. Like, <laughs> they out here in dicky suits crip walking on the uh, Super Bowl stage. Like, I, you just had to love it. Yeah, that was a good moment, too. I like how the camera really, really gave them respected camera time. Like, because they... I guess on the ground was like supposed to resemble the city of LA. So they were le- legit crip walking on the city. Right. So it was a good moment. <laughs> yeah, man. And then Dre still sounded good on that part. You had the camera panning over to Jay-Z rapping Dr. Dre lyrics, which is really Jay-Z lyrics because Jay-Z wrote those lyrics. So mm-hmm. it was just a- an amazing energy, an amazing time. And then at the end of all of that, Mary, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick, Eminem, 50 Cent, they all got back on the top of the stage and just danced together and vibed out and ended the performance that way. And it was amazing, man. It was great. Yeah, it was a pretty good halftime show. I'm not even bad. I'm not even mad about it. Easily probably top three. For sure. Shows. Yeah, for sure. You talking about Prince. You talking about Beyonce, of course, the formation. Yeah. Um yeah, and Michael, Michael, and then Dre and them, like, like though all of those, any configuration of that is like the top Super Bowl performances for real. Yeah, especially in our lifetime, because I know there's probably some great performances back in the day, but we talking like in the last couple years or so, those for sure. Yeah, the top. Pops to every Super Bowl performer. That was fire. Fire, mm-hmm. fire, fire, fire. If you can get me to cry and, and stand up on the couch, you won, man. You won in my book. You really did. That was like the perfect way to encapsulate all that hip-hop is. So I, I love the halftime show. So, yeah, we're going we gonna to end it there today because we're just going to let that epic performance uh, settle in, let it set in, let you give get some more time to reflect on it, okay? That is going to conclude today's episode of DX Daily. As always, subscribe to this podcast on all platforms, wherever you're listening to us at right now. Like I said, it's Valentine's Day, baby. You got to show some love. We show you love every day. You know, I'm bringing you all of this great hip-hop news content. So if you can hit, hit us with a subscribe and a follow, we would greatly appreciate it. And subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. That's Hip Hop DX. And be sure to follow us on all of our socials, like our Instagram, our Twitter, and our TikTok at HipHopDX. Yep. You can also follow us, too. I am at Asia Sky on all social media platforms. And I'm at A-Dub on everything, too. And we will see you tomorrow for Anti-Valentine's Day with more daily news. See ya. See ya.